Lockdown Diary with Jack Kirby Lowe, episode 26. Hi everyone, how are you? I'm alright. It's uh, 20th of May 2020. It's quarter to nine actually. Quite late, but it's still quite nice and light outside. And Luda and I having a little walk. I don't really have too much to chat about to be honest or certainly nothing specific. Um, Yeah I've not been half as frequent with recording things as I was a little while ago so sorry if uh, you were enjoying any kind of momentum. But yeah I don't know busy doing nothing really. Um, so yeah, I'll just give you some general updates about how things are going. To be honest, it's been a bit of a low day today, just work-wise. I had to chair our quarterly team meeting, which I don't really enjoy doing, to be honest. Generally with work and meetings and things, I'm quite happy just to rock up and not wing it as such, but like, I usually don't need to think and prepare too much to get what needs to happen done. But for the team meetings, I'm chairing it and organising it, and I, I'm sort of acutely aware that I don't want to waste anyone's time, so everything that we chat about has got to be relevant to everyone, or as much as possible in any case. And I don't know, there's inter-team dynamics at play which it's quite easy to I don't know work with on an individual or in small groups but when everyone's all there keeping everyone happy can be a little bit of a juggling act which I don't really enjoy and yeah I don't know I often feel a lot of pressure about them it's um it's very strange, and I don't have to do it really in my current job, but in previous jobs I've had to do a lot of public speaking, and I really don't mind that. I'm quite quite happy to uh, stand and talk in front of an audience, particularly jobs that I've been doing for a long time and sort of know really well and inside out. That's uh, really not something that bothers me too much, but I think it is the fact that, I don't know, you're, not, you're speaking to an internal audience and trying to keep things relevant and just aware that people are going to get bored and things oh um yeah just can just be a bit of pressure on me so and particularly as well this is the first one we've done that was uh digital um well first big meeting like this that i've hosted anyway and i think it went all right i nicked wholesale an idea i'd had from a different meeting I was in so we had a little document that everyone was able to text on the chat and contribute to just a sort of a brainstormy type thing which arguably has uh, not a massive amount of relevance to future stuff going forward but the secret ulterior motive behind it was getting people to chat to talk together and discuss and team building so that was all right kind of undermined a little bit why one person saying oh we did this in our individual team uh the other day i was like okay well that's good but now we're 
about three times the size of that team and other people like have ideas to contribute and discuss with you too which is oh, goodness anyway <laughs> so that wasn't that enjoyable and that was i don't know one of about three calls work calls conference calls to deal with today and that took up the entire morning really and so by lunchtime i was completely mentally drained really but still got a few bits and pieces done but just felt a bit frazzled and as i say balancing the dynamics is mentally exhausting and one of the things that came out of it was we needed to have some more meetings and for once i actually think that probably is what needs to happen i don't i think one of the issues that we're having at work is that people aren't communicating as much in lockdown as out so uh yeah it probably is relevant to actually have a few more regular meetings but my goodness if my diary isn't already chock-a-block full of meetings but i don't know yeah i don't know we'll see hopefully one of those things that everyone participates in for a little while and then gets bored of but we'll see so yeah bit of a bit of a funny old day i mean what was nice is uh, we had um called my manager this morning and she's been very uh she's very supportive for her team's emotions and well-being which is great um and she did say look if you need to take time particularly as the weather's nice and and stuff then you should feel like you can so i haven't as yet <laughs> but um it's nice to know that that's something she's supportive of which is good so yeah a bit of a funny old day at work really at work i say at work i mean in the little box room but there you go uh hello so i'm picking this up uh on the 25th bank holiday monday uh which is quite a jump from last wednesday um i did go on uh throughout my walk to talk but the, again, the audio just went really bad. I don't know. I think um, I think my earphones, through which I record it on my phone, are a wee bit dodgy. I have since bought some new ones with a fabric flexi cable on them. So hopefully that will improve that. I also have a phone case around my phone. I don't think the jack fits in properly, so it kind of comes out a little bit. All very exciting stuff. But yeah, basically the audio was unusual. Uh, unusual? It was unusual audio, but also unusable audio. Um, yeah, too many footsteps, basically. So I picked up a footsteps. Don't know why. Anyway, um, in addition, I, I don't know that I talked about anything particularly special. I, I chatted a little bit about horror films. I actually think I said some quite interesting things. A nice little comparison between horror films and, and comedy. Um, but that's lost. <laughs> Maybe I'll revive that at some point. I don't know. Um, but that was in relation to the Scaredy Cats um, horror show podcast, which I'm continuing to listen to. So I might check in on that at another point. But yeah, I think um, what I thought was perhaps more interesting to talk about, which hadn't happened last Wednesday, but now has, um, is just the whole Dominic Cummings situation. So I'm not sure many people have heard about this. It's been kept quite quiet in the media. Um, that's sarcasm. And I'm sure, you know, all my super hot takes on it are going to be um, 
uh, unique, unusual. I'm sure I'm going to say a load of things that most other people haven't heard, um, such as my wit and intelligence that I can bring to this debate. Um, but yeah, for those that don't know, I need a, a reminder. During March, whilst um, lockdown was still in full effect, not prior to the, um, it was prior to the slight loosening of the rules that we've had over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Dominic Cummings, Boris Johnson's top SPAD special advisor, his wife got the virus, and he, his wife, and their young son travelled from London to Durham, uh, 200-odd miles, um, so ostensibly so that his parents could look after the kid whilst he and his wife isolated, um, which, for those that hadn't spotted, is contradictory to the rules that have been laid out in terms of travelling, visiting family, if you're feeling you're symptomatic. Now, obviously, their response, their argument is that they had to do what was best for the welfare and um, health and protection of their child, um, which is quite an emotive argument, of course, and we understand that. Um, but I don't think there's anything in their actions uh, that they did um, that aligns with the rules or couldn't have been, you know, dealt with in a different way. Um, it's understood that they obviously have friends, family in London that could have provided care for the child. Um, and to be honest, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the uh, if the child, obviously children are less susceptible to getting the virus but um you know if if you if the, the kid was or wasn't going to get it I, I imagine spending however many hours it took driving to uh to durham in an enclosed environment of car was definitely gonna get the virus and then to put him in the care of um two older people is very irresponsible as well and obviously you know the rules have been broken i you know, I would be surprised if there are very many of us that can say that their rules have been followed to the absolute letter at all times. Obviously, you know, um, the lockdown has to sort of happen with the goodwill of the people, you know, and it's impossible to police everyone at the same time. So basically, you have to lay down these rules and hope that the vast majority of people follow them pretty much as they're laid out with sort of the acknowledgement that there will be grey areas and people doing doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. But the fact the fact that a government advisor has done it is hypocrisy, really. Um, particularly breaking the rules quite so egregiously. Um, I mean there's a lot there's a lot of things coming into play. So you had the um, again, sorry, don't have his name to hand but the um, the government science advisor, who was visited by his his girlfriend um, at his home in London, uh, had to resign. Um, one of Nicola Sturgeon's uh, medical advisors um, brought lockdown, went to the beach, and she had to resign. So the fact that Dominic Cummings, surprise, surprise, has not resigned and has not been sacked and Boris Johnson has come out to defend him and said what he was done was in line of the rules uh it had integrity um it's just appalling really um 
I have to say, my f personal feelings about this would be that, do you know what? If they just said, yeah, he broke the rules, but frankly, we think Dominic Cummings is too important member of our team to, to dismiss. We own it up. We're sorry he did it, but we're not going to get rid of him. I would have a lot more respect for a government or the prime minister if they said that rather than just no he hasn't broke the rules because that's just not true <laughs> it's just it's just obviously not true and i know you know i i get a little bit uh bored of people saying all oh, politicians are liars they're all just liars all lying liars that are lying um boris johnson obviously though is doesn't have a reputation for being perfectly honest we all know that we observe that we see that it's all it's sort of become normalized which is a a scary thing i don't think i don't know i don't think all politicians lie i think politicians probably do most of them probably do their best and the you know the truth shifts they have to i think there's, there's sort of a culture in which any change of position turns into a a u-turn or a gotcha and i think it's okay to change your minds but i think that has become such a criticism of politics that they are afraid to commit to anything uh that they may have to double back on in the future um but yeah as i say i just don't see why in the face of what's something that's obviously untrue that they're defending this position um the other side of this and i don't want to get into tinfoil hat territory or anything like that but you have to think you know with the with sturgeon's advisor that resigned and with the science advisor that that um had to resign or was sacked I, I don't know what the which way around the cooks that but Dominic Cummings yes he's would like to think of himself or likes to be portrayed as this Machiavellian figure that you know won the leave campaign and is an absolute mastermind at political theory and all the rest of it you know however true or untrue that may be I can't see how he's irreplaceable you know, um, <laughs> to be honest, I think little online uh, crackpot <laughs> theories, theorists with uh, unpleasant ideas about eugenics and social engineering uh, who have inflated egos, um, I tend to think they're ten a penny, frankly. Um, you know, I'm, I don't, I've never, obviously, obviously don't know how he operates behind closed doors but the impression I get and obviously I'm biased against because that's just my political persuasion but he just doesn't seem quite as clever and smart as uh, as he perhaps thinks he is so why he is quite so valuable to this government to Boris Johnson to the Conservative Party I think that's a really interesting question like what what is it about him that makes him quite so indispensable I mean, you know, uh, uh, he obviously knows where the bodies are buried, and I use that, I use that term very much as an, an idiom, Id idiom. I can't say idiom, idiom, <laughs> very much as an idiom. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not suggesting anything particularly awful. Well, who knows? Who even knows? It just throws up so much doubt around, you know, why these people are allowed to continue in. In these roles or this person rather i'm not speaking about people in general i'm talking about someone very specifically so yeah obviously you've 
read and seen all of this it is hypocritical it is breaking the rules and they've doubled down and stuck to the guns it's just mind-boggling really um it would be nice i mean um there have been tory backbenchers uh that have spoken out of the hypocrisy and criticized it um there's a few members of the cabinet that have remained silent on it a lot the rest of the cabinet seem to have come out in favor in what seemed quite like a coordinated media approach um but yeah it I, it would be nice to hear more of the voices of these backbenchers because i think well you, you, the, the conservative party have a massive majority obviously so there's to a point they can they can operate quite a lot without question and it's only when there starts to be internal splits that you know things can change as we've seen with the um the nhs surcharge and things so yeah i don't know i don't know how much i have faith i would put in the moral integrity of conservative backbenchers i was quite pleased to see my mp bob stewart um had responded to someone that had emailed saying how hypocritical it was and how embarrassed he is to um you know have to come out and say yes the lockdown measures are still in place people shouldn't be using cummings behavior as any example um he's you know his voting record and his personal opinions aren't something that i, I don't align with him on an awful lot but it is nice to see him you know quite decisively um demonstrate what side of the argument he's on I did email him myself once upon a time a while ago um, on an issue that I was hoping he could vote on. But um, this was during the Brexit heyday of last autumn when uh, everything was a bit crazy. And I acknowledge he's probably very busy and he said he was. But um, yeah, yeah, just sort of the state of where we're at, I suppose. That's a happy thought, isn't it? Right. I don't think it's worth me... Um, uh trying to pick up much else of what i said last week um hopefully i'll start afresh again i do enjoy and sort of like arranging my thoughts in these podcast things so i'm going to try and be that do it a bit more regularly just mostly for my own um mental well-being um and hopefully my exciting new earphones will allow me to do that a bit when i'm taking my walks and things like that so um i'll probably provide a bit more of a general life update um soon but in the meantime i'll speak to you again uh, in the very near future so thank you ever so much for listening and stay safe and if you have to drive to durham do think twice all right bye bye